are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another crossover Thursday here for the upcoming week five matchup between the Atlanta Falcons and the Houston Texans. And today's crossover Thursday episode is, as usual, brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code in all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And we thank each and every one of you that is a subscriber and every dayer of the Locked On Falcons and Locked On Texans podcast here that subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available. So if you guys don't know me, I'm Aaron Freeman, the humble host of Locked On Falcons, and I'm joined for this week five crossover by Cody Davis, one half of the Locked On Texans crew. Shout out to my guy, John Hickman. Unfortunately, won't get the chance to talk to you today, but Cody, <laughs> I'm sure you're going to be able to bring all that insight that the Falcon fans are listening to. And I know the Texans fans are very used to hearing each and every day on Locked On Texans. How are you doing today? Doing well, doing well, man. Houston Texans are two and two. And look, I understand being two and two might not be mean a lot to a couple <laughs> franchise, but down here in the city of Houston, the sun is shining on this organization and on this city, and we are rejoicing. Rejoicing, and look, I, the first four games of the regular season has been a blessing for the Houston Texans. That's all I gotta say. We are happy. We are smiling. We are celebrating. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I feel like, you know, we're going to talk about the biggest stories for each of these teams heading into this week five matchup. And I, I know, at least from the outside, it, it seems like, you know, a lot of people are looking at this, these, this, these two teams, and kind of they're in two opposite places, as far as their quarterback situation is concerned. CJ Stroud has been lights out these last two weeks, getting some big wins against Jacksonville against Pittsburgh, uh, these last two games. And, you know, meanwhile, Desmond Ritter ain't looking so hot his last two games but i'm curious cody what is sort of the big story uh for this texans team heading into week five um the biggest storyline man it, it, it's a variety of things and a variety of good in a variety of good things which brings me to the realization the biggest storyline surrounding the houston texans is literally just positivity something that this organization has not had since they beat the um bills in the wild card game in 2019 now we all know what happened in the next round and that's part of the reason why we went on that dour spiral over the over the last three years but for the very first time man it just seems like Everything for the Houston Texans is starting to click. You already mentioned it. C.J. Stroud, this young man has looked phenomenal. By far the best rookie quarterback in the league. And some people might, as is saying, you know, a top 10 quarterback in this league as of right now, when you take a look at the first four games of the regular season this is a young man he is already thrown for the second most rookie um the second most yards for a rookie quarterback at 1212 and throughout the first four games um that is second only behind cam newton and we all remember how well cam newton played throughout his rookie campaign aaron atlanta falcons nfc south i'm pretty sure you guys remember um and C.J. Stroud has looked phenomenal. And the best part about it, about C.J. has been his ability to literally just go through his reads quick and 
not only that, taking care of the football. I remember doing training camp, you CJ Stroud, those first couple of weeks, it seems like taking care of the football was going to be a bit of a concern. And look, if we be 100, that's what you have. That's your biggest concern for any rookie quarterback. However, four games in, this young man has not only thrown for six touchdowns, but zero interceptions. He hasn't thrown an interception I think the last time he thrown an interception was during his very first drive, that preseason game against the New England Patriots, man. So the, the progression from C.J. Stroud has looked good. The coaching from the Houston Texans have been good, especially from the coordinators, especially from offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. He has gotten this, this, this Houston Texans offense over the last 10 quarters. They have scored 77 points which means that they finally have somebody that has this offense actually playing efficient. And that is something that we want to see. Even when you take a look at something that could be a detriment for this organization, which is injuries, which is the injuries to the offensive line. The offensive line has still found a way to, yes, they have allowed some pressures. However, they have kept the pocket fairly clean for CJ Stroud. No sacks over the last two games. And that's just on the offensive side of the ball. We're not even going to get into what they've been doing on defense, um, taking on Coach D'Amico Ryan's swarm mentality. Um, over the last six quarters, they have only given up 23 points. The defensive line has been getting after the quarterback, stopping the run. The secondary has been making plays on the ball, and the linebackers, due to their improved play against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday, they have looked very well, making plays on the ball, communicating everything that you want to see out of that second level. Positivity is just going around the city of Houston as of right now. Hey, you know, Cody, as as we we've known each other for a couple of years now, and I, I know it's been <laughs> it's been real rough uh-huh. with, with the Texans these last couple of years. So it is nice to to see you <laughs> smiling. Uh, for once, talking about the Houston Texans because it has been a minute since Man. that has been the case, and it's it's funny because like you're talking about all the things that are you know looking good for the Texans. A lot of those are, issues are not looking great for the Falcons based off of the last couple of weeks, and their biggest story is what's going on with their quarterback. You know, Desmond Ritter has not looked good the first two games. Really rough performances uh, on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars last week in London and then the previous week against the Detroit Lions. Um, he was better at home uh, in the first two weeks in wins over Carolina and Green Bay. He wasn't good, but he was better. Like he was at least starting off the season in a way that you felt like, okay, this is a good starting point and we can build off of it. But it just feels like it's been regression these last two games for Desmond Ritter. And so the big story for the Falcons is now that he's coming back to a more friendly environment at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, does he have a sort of bounce back and at least look like the decent quarterback that you can at least build some positivity off of from those Mm -hmm. first two weeks? And I know for the Falcons, that's going to be the big question for them going into this Houston matchup. And I think one of the big matchups, and we'll talk about some of those coming up, I think the way that the Falcons are going to want to try to take pressure off of Desmond Ritter. So it, the story next week when I'm talking with Locked On Commanders on the crossover is not about Desmond Ritter. The story hopefully will be, hey, let's get back to doing what we do best, which is running the football. And I think they'll have an opportunity to do that this week uh, against the Houston Texans. 
Mm. Um, Aaron, I do want to ask you, what is different about Desmond this year, though? Because from the outside looking in, and, and I'm actually rooting for Desmond. Um, I liked him coming out of Cincinnati. Um, I was actually hoping, you know, last year, given the fact that we all knew that Davis Mills was going to be a project, um, I was kind of hoping maybe if Desmond really is sticking around like the fourth or the fifth round, maybe you take a chance on him and start a quarterback competition, which, by the way, after getting CJ Shaw, you know, I'm definitely glad <laughs> they ain't listening to me. But <laughs> But, you know, I, I, I go back to the last couple of games of last season. It seems like Desmond Weirder was showing some promise. But like you mentioned, um, four games into the season, especially the last two, things are not really clicking. Yeah, I think, you know, the thing we talked about this week on Locked on Falcons was it, it did feel like the, the decision making has, has not been there. He's You're talking mm-hmm. about C.J. Stroud not turning the ball over. Desmond Ritter's been turning the ball over a bunch, and he's been fortunate that he's only had, what, I think three interceptions this season. Um, He's leading the league right now. If you look at PFF's, you know, turnover-worthy plays at this point in time, he's on pace for more of those through four games than what Jameis Winston had in his 30-interception season. So, like, that to me is really where the – the troubles for Desmond Ritter start like he is not protecting the football and managing the game like we saw glimpses of him doing that at a, a reasonable level I'm not gonna say a high level but a reasonable mm-hmm. level that gave you hope at the end of last season that okay like if we can get some pieces around this team going into the season if he can just manage the game if he can just kind of channel Alex Smith and be that type of player with the weapons that the Falcons have put around on the offense and the improvements they made on defense that is a team that can be a team that can consistently win and i just don't think we've seen that player consistently show up um for the falcons this season Mm. and of course down here in the city of houston we have cj stroud who i mean four games in definitely the favorite for offensive rookie of the year but you guys have a rookie that is starting to catch my attention b john robinson at least how has he looked that has to be a bright spot right look he 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 looks as good as advertised right he looks every bit as good uh, and I know a lot of Texans fans know all about Bijan because, you know, he used to play down mm-hmm. in Texas. So uh, he, he you know, I, I've, I've joked over the last couple of months, there's two types of people on the planet, right? There's Bijan Robinson fans and the people that haven't seen him yet. And I'm guessing a lot of folks on Lockdown, Falcon, on Lockdown Falcons have certainly seen him. And I'm sure a lot of folks in Lockdown Texans have seen him. So they are all Bijan Robinson fans. So I, I he has looked as good as advertised. And we just kind of got to get, get him the ball a little bit more and so that he can show off <laughs> that ability in this matchup. But we'll talk about some of those key matchups as we continue today's Locked On Falcons here, guys, as well as the Locked On Texans crossover Thursday. So I'm sure you guys have $10 in your pocket right now and you would love to find an easy way to turn that $10 into $20, $250. And you can with prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, just pick two or more players and pick more or less on their projected stats. And the more entries you make, the more money you can make up to 25 times your money. And I love prize picks because it's quick. It's easy. Sometimes I'm sitting down about to watch a game and like five minutes before kickoff, I'm like, you know, let me go on the app of prize picks and, and, put more on Bijan Robinson's rushing projections. And maybe, you know, the Lockdown Texans fans might put more on Nico Collins receiving yards projection based off of how well he's played 
this season. So if you want to take advantage of that quick and easy way to turn $10 into $250, just go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL in lowercase for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use promo code locked on NFL. Prizepicks is daily fantasy made easy. So continuing today's Locked On Falcons, Locked On Texans crossover Thursday, and we'll get into the key matches. But first, I want to tell you guys about the Locked On NFL kickoff live each and every Friday. Locked On goes live at 2 p.m. Eastern time across every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. So if you're subscribed to Locked On Texans, if you're subscribed to Locked On Falcons, you can check it out automatically. Host Tanitra Batiste and Jarvis Davis, who Locked On Falcons fans uh, know very well, as well as Locked On Dolphins host uh, Kyle Krabs will break down every matchup on the upcoming NFL slate. You're going to get fantasy insight, betting angles, all that and more. Plus, you'll get the in-depth analysis from the local analysts like Cody, John, and myself. And all you've got to do is just find it on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Again, that's Locked On NFL Kickoff Live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern. So, Cody, talking about some of the key matchups in this game, and for me, you know, we, we just talked about the struggles of the Falcons offense. The one thing that hasn't been struggling for the Falcons has been their defense. And that, to me, kind of is the key matchup for me going up against what has been the bright spot that's bringing that smile to your face uh, every day on Locked on Texans and CJ Stroud. Can the Falcons get him on the ground? Because if you can't get him on the ground, you're going to have problems. That's the Texans, uh, the Jaguars and Steelers both learned that, um, you know, he despite all the injuries up front for the Texans offensive line that you just mentioned, uh, Stroud hasn't been sacked the last two games. And it's Mm -hmm. been crazy because it's been basically a revolving door seemingly in and out of the lineup at every offensive line position for that Texans front over the last month or so. And I'm curious where, you know, guys like Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard, what their status is potentially if they're going to play. And obviously if the the Texans do get those guys back, it's going to potentially improve that. But what I'm going to say is while CJ Stroud's been great this year, I have noticed a couple of times when teams have been able to get pressure on him, it can kind of speed up his process and that can lead to him making some mistakes and and being a little bit off target and all those various things. So I'm expecting the Falcons defense, which has been very competitive and allowed this team to be in every game, even if the offense is sort of holding them back in several of these games, that they're going to come out there and try to attack CJ Stroud, try to dial up pressure. But you know, if they throw the blitzes, that's a double-edged sword because that's going to leave some opportunities for players like Nico Collins on the back end. And Le- Nico has been lights out this year. Um, and, and so that's going to be a challenge for this Falcon secondary. But I'm feeling like the Falcons corners, A.J. Terrell, Jeff Akuda are up for that challenge. Um, Terrell has historically not been as great against bigger receivers like Nico Collins. And so I think that's where Jeff Akuda has been coming back at the perfect time from his injury that caused him to miss most of the summer. And he can bring that physicality that can maybe match Nico Collins. And if we can keep him contained and hopefully we won't let Tank Dale go off like he did against Jacksonville, then I think if we can get pressure on CJ Stroud, that will be the formula for success for this Falcons team to at least keep this Texans offense in check enough (laughs) <laughs> that the struggling Falcons offense might be able to match uh, blow for blow for them on Sunday. But what are some of the key matches that you're looking at, uh, Cody? Uh, well, the biggest key matchup that I'm looking at goes right along with what you just finished talking about. Um, the Falcons defense going up against the Texans offensive line, an offensive line unit that has been banged up and continue to be banged up because just this week we got news that 
Kendrick Green will be out for an extended period of time because he tore his meniscus. And I know a lot of people, especially on the Falcon side, might be saying Kendrick Green wasn't that the same guy Pittsburgh was laughing at on his way out when the Texans traded for him um, to take over at left guard. While that is true, Kendrick Green was part of the reason why this offensive line has looked pretty solid over the last two games and Aaron I do agree with you because when you go back and you take a look at the first two games where there was a lot of um instability a lot of um continuity issues going on with the offensive line that's part of the reason why CJ Stroud was sacked I think it was 11 times and was hit 19 times and that was part of the reason why um, we saw this offense kind of go through their struggles throughout those first two games. However, the one thing that I noticed, and I had an opportunity to talk to George Fant over the last two weeks, um, the biggest thing that he kept talking about was the reason why this offensive line is starting to get things going, the reason why this offensive line ha has had an opportunity to keep C.J. Stroud upright is the fact that they finally had some stability and they finally was able to develop that chemistry and that continuity that your offensive line needs. Now, that was over the last two weeks. Last two weeks, the coach D'Amico Ryans had an opportunity to use the same starting five. With Kendra Green being taken out, plus you got to take a look at the fact that there is a possibility that Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard, especially Titus Howard, could come back that is going to change the offensive line. Now, I know some of you guys might hear that and think to yourself, well, why would the Houston Texans offensive line get a little bit more shakier if you're adding their two best offensive linemen in Howard and Tunsil? Well, here's the problem. George Fant has been playing extremely well um, at right tackle. And as what we saw on Wednesday before they kicked us out, they was experimenting with putting Titus Howard at left guard. And for Texans fans, you guys know that was not an experiment that we liked during the 2021 campaign. So it's like, okay, what do you do? You have two pretty good, and of course, in Titus Howard case, uh, uh, an extremely good right tackle. You don't want to take George Fant out of, you know, out of the mojo he got going on. So that's going to shake up the chemistry and, and, and the camaraderie that this offensive line has built. And I'm like, okay, Titus Howard coming back. We all know he's at best at right tackle. Do you put him at left guard now? Like we saw on Wednesday at Wednesday practice and, you know, don't get the best out of him because yes, Titus Howard coming back is a positive, but at the same time, this is a young man who hasn't played at all this season, which means he's going to have to go through his ramp-up period, his rusty period. So it's like not only are you not going to put him at the position that he's best at, you're going to put him at the position where he's, if we're being 100, the worst at. So that's my biggest concern once again like it is every single week. How is this? Um, depleted offensive line is going to hamper uh, an Atlanta Falcons defense that's been pretty good. However, on the flip side of things, I also look at this from a standpoint, can the Houston Texans defense, especially their front four, continue to get after the quarterback and continue to make them uncomfortable? I just said it. I'm rooting for Desmond Ritter. However, for the Houston Texans to win this game, they have to make sure that they make quarterbacks uncomfortable and that's part of the reason why we've seen them go on this two-game winning streak yes i understand kenny pickett that young man is not the kenny pickett that we saw throughout preseason we thought without a shadow of a doubt we was gonna see a, at least a top 15 quarterback and he has looked like what a, a 10 worst quarterback in the league however the one thing that i did notice 
when they played against the Jacksonville Jaguars, they was able to get after Trevor Lawrence. And we saw a wholly, a totally different Trevor Lawrence that did not look comfortable, that, that couldn't go through all his reads and progressions. And that's part of the reason why the Houston Texans was able to lead Jacksonville with a victory. And I, I even go back to week one against the Baltimore Ravens. If this offensive line can continue to protect CJ, especially with the potential new additions that we're going to see, and if and if this defense continue to make uh make it uncomfortable for the opposing team's quarterback i definitely believe that the houston texans can come away with a win um i definitely think the houston texans can leave atlanta with a victory yeah absolutely so we'll see if the falcons have a chance at home it's weird to say that after the <laughs> 2-0 start where the texans seemingly are going into this game uh as sort of uh the team that a lot of people expect but you know our friends over at FanDuel don't quite agree with that, with the Falcons being favored by two points heading into this home game. And you guys should definitely snap back into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, and right now new customers. It's a great time to head on over to FanDuel because you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose, and you can bet on a wide range of things, spreads, player props, over, under, so much more. So all you got to do to take advantage is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, and you can kick off this NFL season now that we're a month into it. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Guys, I want to tell you that this episode of Locked On Falcons and Locked On Texans crossover Thursday is sponsored by BetterHelp. And sometimes you might find yourself lying awake late at night with some racing thoughts. And a great way to make those thoughts go away is to talk through them. And therapy gives you a place to do that. You've heard me talk about therapy on Locked On Falcons and how much it has benefited me over the past year. And that is thanks to BetterHelp. Uh, therapy has taught me that I need to understand that I can only control what I can control. I can't control if the Falcons win a game, but I can control the quality of this Locked On podcast. And I've gotten feedback from the Locked On Falcons listeners over the past year that the podcast quality has gotten better. And again, you can think better help for that. And so if you're thinking of starting therapy, I cannot recommend better help enough. Uh, give it a try. It's entirely online. It's much more affordable than traditional offline therapy. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll get matched with a licensed therapist within 48 hours. You'll switch therapists at any time if you need to for no additional charge. So let therapy be your map with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash locked on. So, guys, as we wrap up today's crossover Thursday, I want to give a special shout out again to the everydayers here for Locked On Falcons and Locked On Texans. And we're going to break down sort of the ways that each of these teams can win and maybe give our final score predictions. For me, Cody, you know. When I look at this matchup, I, I think it's a similar matchup kind of to what the Falcons faced in week two against the Packers, where the Falcons were able to run the ball over 200 yards rushing in that game. And I would like to see the Falcons have a similar day to try to keep that Texans offense at bay on the sideline by controlling the clock. And when the Texans offense does get on the field, if they can pressure C.J. Stroud. Uh, and sort of prevent some of the explosive plays that they've given up the last couple of weeks uh, that the Texans have had the last couple of weeks to guys like Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Um, I think that will be enough to keep this Texans offense in check so that even the struggling Falcons offense 
can match them. And basically, it's kind of a formula to kind of win a game 20 to 17. And that's going to be tough mm. against this Texans offense. But I think the Falcons have the way to do that. I think it's a very winnable game for the Falcons if they can do that, all those things, run the football, you know, uh, hopefully slow down CJ Stroud enough that they can really p- apply that pressure late in the game. And so I think the Falcons have the capability with Bijan Robinson, with Tyler Algier to absolutely punch this Texans team in the mouth. But because of the way they've played the last couple of weeks, I need to see it first before I really buy into it. So I do expect this to be a close game going into the fourth quarter. And the Falcons in the first two weeks at home were able to you know, finish those games strong and win those games. The last two weeks, they have not necessarily done that. So if I'm predicting the score, again, I think the Falcons can win this, but I'm going to go with the Texans 24, Falcons 20, just because the Texans have been a little bit better over the last couple of weeks than the Falcons have been. Mm, sounds good. Sounds good. I also have it to be a um, close game as well. I got the, but I have the Houston Texans winning um, 21-17. I think the one thing for the Houston Texans that I'm looking at the most is just consistency. You know, going into this season, you know, I didn't have them looking this good, especially CJ Stroud, because look, the one I I've, I have faith in his coaching staff, have faith in the young players, definitely always have faith in CJ. But the one thing that I was always looking at the 2023 season is a season of development and a season of growth. And even though they have looked really good over these last two games, um, the one thing that keeps playing in the back of my mind, this is still a season of growth. This is still a season of development. And yes, things look promising in the city of Houston. However, there are small little intangibles. I want to see this team um, check off and consistency is one of them. You know, I talked about how good this offensive line has looked even with the injuries, whoever's going to be out there, they got to make sure that they keep the pocket clean for CJ, because I think that's going to be the biggest factor into whether or not the Texans can go inside Atlanta and pick up a victory. Um, I haven't had an opportunity to talk about the wide receiving core, but this wide receiving core has been a complete shock to all of us. Um, A lot of us didn't think that CJ Stroud had enough help with the wide receiving core. There were some wide receivers, and I'm one of the guys that's guilty of this. I was really big on Noah Brown. And where has Noah Brown been um, after the very first game? On IR, which has allowed him to open up a door for Tank Dell. And Tank Dell has been a big surprise for this organization. However, this is game number five, and I want to see if Nico Collins can continue to be um, wide receiver number one. I want to see if Tank Dell can go out there and be a consistent playmaker. I, w- I want the I want Robert Woods to go out there and be a a, a a safety blanket for CJ. Like I definitely want to just see this team just stay consistent, and I think if they do that, they're definitely going to have an opportunity to record their third win of the 2023 campaign well cody i i liked the texans wide receivers maybe <laughs> uh probably more than than most but maybe because mm-hmm. i was just looking at the panthers wide receivers that they were bryce young was going to throw to and i'm like he ain't throwing to nobody at least oh. at least cj Shaw got a couple of guys nico collins is, is kind of good robert woods is kind <laughs> of good tank dell is kind of good and they, as you said they've been better than i think a lot of people even i thought they would be but uh we'll see if the falcons can slow them down uh and we'll see if the falcons can get their run game we'll see if cj stroud can keep you know 
this momentum going uh, and and continue to run away with the offensive rookie of the year uh, honors, or, you know, maybe B. John Robertson can uh, close the gap a little bit with a a big game this weekend, but that's going to do it for us here, guys, on this crossover Thursday uh, edition of Locked on Falcons and Locked on Texans. We'll be back, of course, all week long with more content covering this upcoming week five matchup. So continue to make us your first listen. And of course, always check out the Locked on NFL podcast as your second listen.